In our last episode, Mondo President Stephanie Wernick talked about how her own internal journey of becoming more self-aware, mindful, and empathetic has transformed how she leads her people, and she talks about the ripple effects it's had on not only her own stress level and peace of mind, but also in terms of her company culture and performance. In this Teachable episode, we are going to dive deeper into two important concepts Steph touched on and give you some powerful tools you can use to be more effective at work and in all your relationships. Welcome to our Teachable on strengthening mindset and deepening empathy. All right, everybody. Oh my gosh, Kim, here we are. It's our first Teachable. Yep. So excited to be here and to share some powerful tools that we've loved using with our clients with all of you. Yeah, we're so excited because in our last interview with Stephanie Warnick, she really, really talked about her journey of how she used to lead, which her heart was always in the right place, but her way of channeling her reactions, sometimes her anger and and her communication was not a match with her intention inside. It was out of control. It was reactionary. And My God, we all know what it's like to get triggered and to go into that Hulk mode (laughs) where we start creating and talking from a place that's not centered and the damage we can create. And I feel like at this very time in our history too, when we're all on lockdown and we have this extra load of fear, we're all walking around like triggered time bombs in our family or whether it's in our companies. And so we really, really wanted to share our take on mindset and some of our favorite, favorite tools for helping you to take a big breath and completely transform the way you see a situation and react to it. So it's no longer something you're maybe a little bit embarrassed or shameful of, but rather you can be really, really proud of how you've delivered your communication. It's important to understand the powerful relationship between our mindset, our behaviors, and the results that we get, because our mindset totally creates our reality. Think about it. When we're feeling calm, confident, focused, when we are in a resourceful state of mind and we encounter a challenge, we handle it one way, right? We can think so clearly. We come up with really creative solutions. But when we're feeling stressed or worried or anxious and we encounter a problem, we handle it so differently. We can barely think clearly when we're that upset. We tend to blame people. We um, overreact. We certainly can't come up with good creative solutions. So our mindset profoundly affects the way we lead our own lives and the way we lead others. But sometimes we may be in a resourceful state of mind, but then something happens that triggers us. It causes us to go from zero to 100. These triggers are emotional hijacks, and we all experience them. People who have done a lot of work on themselves, people with high emotional intelligence, are able to get themselves back into a resourceful state of mind regardless of what's going on around them. So it's not to say that we shouldn't ever feel worried or anxious, or of course, we're all going to get triggered. But the question is, do we have the tools to be able to get ourselves back into a calmer, clearer, more resourceful mindset so we can think more clearly about how we want to respond. Exactly. It's like the triggers inside of us are all different. And it's because we've all had different journeys. Some things have been more painful than others. And some people trigger Kim that don't trigger me and vice versa. But no matter what is going on in the external world, we truly believe that you have the power to choose your response. Now, if that was super, super easy, Kim and I would be out of jobs because that's what we do all day long, you guys, with our leaders. 
pretty much most of our coaching work is around emotional intelligence and teaching them how to understand why they're having the response they are and then have some compassion for themselves and then change it. Because bottom line is we want to be received well in our lives. We want our intentions inside to match the way we express ourselves on the outside. And so one of our favorite, favorite tools for giving us some space to really course correct when it's not going so well is a tool called E plus R equals O. So E stands for events. Events are going to happen all the time in our lives. The world is friendly, people. It's not the events that are unfriendly. It's events that just happen in life. It's our response or reaction to those events that creates our outcome. So while I would love to say, I would love to protect you for the rest of your life and only have good events happen to you and you respond beautifully, we can't. So the E stands for events. The R stands for either reaction or response. And the O stands for the outcome that we get depending on how we handle the situation. And so usually what we do is we go about our days, we go about our days very, very busy and events happen and we move very quickly and an event can happen that's very triggering for just us. And before we even take a breath or see clearly or anything, we react in a certain way that's old, it can be damaging and we get a certain outcome. So if there's a situation in your life with a person or as a leader of a team or in your family where you keep on seeing the same outcomes and you're frustrated, this is your day. This is your tool because you can course correct it. So the way that we love to use this is between the event and your response is a moment in time where you can choose what outcome you want. And once you get clear on the outcome you want, you can then go back to the way you respond and really, really curate it, really, really be thoughtful about it and really, really try out something new in your behavior. So I have a lovely example that I'd like to share with you guys. When I go away, I have an amazing husband and I have two boys, 15 years old and 12 years old. And my husband holds down the fort and I think he does a great job. And so I get back from, this happens all the time. I get back from a trip and everybody's healthy and happy, but the house, I open the door and the house is a freaking train wreck. There are dishes in the sink. There are stuff all over the living room. They're eating in the living room. I, I, the dog stuff is everywhere. And I walk in so excited to see my family. And what I do is when I see the mess without any awareness, I immediately turn into a tyrant. I don't even say hello. I'm like, are you guys kidding me? Is, is this for real? And, and I just start nagging and I start cleaning up and I literally haven't even given them a hug or said hi. And you guys can probably imagine my outcome is nothing like I wanted when I was on that airplane coming back home to see my family. It's disconnected. They're all of a sudden jolted from their happy time. So I saw this enough times to realize it is time for me to make a different choice. And I directly applied this tool to my life. So I was thinking, I'm going to walk into the house. And of course, I saw the mess. And I took a deep breath because I knew that the outcome I wanted was a fun, connected, easygoing night with my family. And the old way I was doing it, I was not getting it. So I took a deep breath. I centered on my outcome connection. You know what I did? I pulled poured a margarita and I got in my living room and I sat in the mess with my family and I watched a show and I asked them how they were. And they asked me about my trip and we had a wonderful night. 
Now, later on in the night, I did say to my husband, what would have made this night more perfect is when I get home from a trip, if you guys can clean up a little, that would be great. So I didn't hold my truth in, but I did realize that that knee-jerk reaction was not helping anyone, including myself. And so it's just an example where if you see something repetitive in your life that's not going the right way, you can apply this tool and think, what other response could I have? And I have done this in my work. I do it every single day when I can feel my blood start to boil or I can feel myself off center. I take a deep breath. I take a walk. I'll call Kim. I'll take a shower and I'll think, what is the outcome that I want? When I'm ready, I respond in a completely centered and different way. And it has transformed my life because my intentions inside are now matched with my responses. I'm not perfect at this, but this tool has really transformed me. Yeah. And we always, I love to use the question with clients when they share their leadership challenges is, would you rather be right? Or would you rather get the outcome that you want? Absolutely. And my alarm system in my body personally for me is I call it getting zinged up. When all of a sudden my heart starts to race or my head starts to spin, or I start to go into an old needy desire, I realize that is not the time to react, to text, to write. That's when I pause. And that's when I say, what's going on with me? This is how I'd usually react with no self-awareness. What is the outcome I want? And then I'm going to wait to get a little bit more calm and it is transformative. That's when I then reach out and communicate. Oftentimes I realize something in just that pause that I didn't even know if I was going to go into snap jerk response, right? It's amazing how without even being aware of it, so often we empower external events and people to determine our mindset and the way that we respond, but it doesn't have to be that way. Absolutely. And if you guys can just all remember that you're more powerful than you even know, that you have the ability to choose what path you want to be on, the unresourceful, the stressed, anxious, angry, lashing out, or the resourceful, the kind of calm, creative, and optimistic, power-empowered person. So you have the, the, the ability to, to choose, and especially right now, I think when yeah. everyone is walking around with so much more uncertainty, the ability to react is heightened, but the ability to respond is heightened too. I feel like the way people are pausing and coming together and reaching out and supporting each other and taking a pause from their regular life is blowing my mind. It's like E plus R equals O everywhere because yeah. people are slowing down and really thinking. That's right. Yeah. So another thing that Steph Warnick talked about is that when she was a younger, more immature manager and leader, she had a tendency to look at everything through her own lens. And she sort of projected that other people are going to be motivated to do things because of the same reasons that she's motivated to do things. And one of her greatest, most transformative realizations was that the best way to lead people is to actually lead according to their motivations, not what I want, but what they want. And that really requires the ability to have empathy and to stand in another person's shoes. Easier said than done, right? So much easier said than done. You know, think about it. If you're at a cocktail party and you meet somebody for the first time, or you're working with someone and you guys have a really good rapport, good relationship, lots of trust, or you're home cooking dinner with your loved one and you are in flow. It's so easy to listen and ask questions and look at something from their perspective. It's so easy to have empathy. But when emotions are heightened, and let's face it, they're heightened for many people right now, when maybe the stakes are a little bit higher 
and opinions are different, that is when it is so hard to have empathy, stand in somebody else's shoes and look at the situation from their perspective. And I think politics is one of the greatest examples of that. Yeah. Right? When we feel so strong about something, we just hold on so tight to our point of view. And it's really hard to get out from, you know, the chair and walk around the table and sit in the other person's shoes and really look at it from their perspective. So let's look at a framework for cultivating greater empathy and more deeply understanding other people. When you have a challenging situation or you're trying to motivate or influence or get through to someone, the exercise is called think, feel, need. The first step is to look at the scenario through your own lens. What am I thinking about the situation? How am I feeling about it? And what do I need in this moment? This is the easy part because it's where we tend to spend most of our time when we're looking at a situation. The second step, the harder step, is to stand in the other person's shoes and to the best of our ability, look at the scenario through their lens. What might they be thinking in this scenario right now? How might they be feeling? And what do I think they need in order to see the value or to, you know, get comfortable with this idea. So that's the second step. And then the third step is to imagine you're a neutral party. You're a outside consultant, let's say, looking at the scenario, both from your own perspective and the other person's, what advice would you give yourself that would help you be more effective in communicating with them? So think, feel, need. And this is how we gain so many new ideas as far as how we can get more on the same page with someone by not just standing in our own shoes, but by really cultivating more empathy. Let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. Recently, I was coaching a woman, a manager at a tech company named Sarah. Sarah was trying to get Derek on her team excited to the excited by the idea of saying yes to a new role that's never been created before. They're, they're building this role and this function from the ground up. And she thought Derek would be the perfect person. So she came to him and she totally focused on all the reasons why she thought this would be a really cool opportunity. Sarah is someone who values taking risks, doing things that have never been done before. She's super innovative. And so that's how she talked about this idea. She was, you know, Derek, this is going to be amazing. You have a chance to build something. It's never been done. And she could not get through to him. She just, he kept coming up with all sorts of reasons as to why he couldn't take the role. What he didn't tell her, but what was really going on is that Derek had a new family. He had a new baby at home. He had recently got a new house and had a higher mortgage. And given the current environment, Derek is particularly concerned about stability, job security, and really needed a lot of reassurance that this job was not going to go away in a couple of months. And by really standing in his shoes and thinking about what he's thinking, what he's feeling and what he's needing, Sarah was able to come up with some new ideas as to how to get through to him. Ultimately, he did see the value. She gave him a lot of proof points. She gave him a lot of reassurance. Uh, he accepted the role and it's going great. And so what this means is whether we're preparing a presentation, a meeting, a difficult conversation, even a conversation in your personal life, it starts by really doing some audience analysis, what's going on for them right now, because what could be important to them usually, it, their, their circumstances have changed. And so 
we always have to be asking ourselves, how do I think this person is feeling given the current environment and then go from there? Exactly. And you know, these two tools totally tie together because in order to choose your best response, you have to be able to sense people's needs. It's not just about you. So you can combine these two tools beautifully. The event happens. You want to go to an ideal outcome. You have to think, what is this person needing right now? What am I needing right now? This would be the outcome. This is how I'm going to respond. So we really, really are excited. And we wanted to, to close with a quote from the amazing Viktor Frankl, powerful quote from his book, A Man's Search for Meaning. Everything can be taken away from a man, but one thing, the last of the human freedoms, to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. So think on those, and we can't wait to talk to you again with a beautiful interview we'll be serving up to you with Kim Chambers, a woman who had a near-fatal accident, almost lost her leg, and decided to swim for the first time in her life, and now is the greatest open water swimmer in the world. You will be inspired by her story. She's beautiful on the inside and out, and we can't wait to to share her with you.